Catch a movie this week on the big screen at the Alamo Draft House. This week's screenings include Tommy Boy, Thursday, April 11th at 6.40 p.m. Hellboy, premiere party with VisionCon on Saturday, April 13th at 11 a.m. Legally Blonde, let there be brunch screening Sunday, April 14th at 11.40 a.m. Missing Link, family party Sunday, April 14th at 1.15 p.m. Dragged Across Concrete, Sunday, April 14th at 6 p.m. Clue Movie Parties on Monday, April 15th at 6.20 p.m., Tuesday, April 16th at 6.40 p.m., Wednesday, April 17th at 7 p.m., and Thursday, April 18th at 7 p.m. Walk the Line on Wednesday, April 17th at 6.40 p.m. All that plus this weekend's new releases and more. Find Showtime's purchase tickets online at drafthouse.com springfield and find all the special events at the Alamo Drafthouse on Facebook by searching Alamo Springmo and clicking on the events page. Welcome to the Backlot by Alamo Drafthouse for Thursday, April the 11th. We are here at the Alamo Drafthouse in Springfield, Missouri. I am one of your hosts, Joey Mills with ComingSoon.net. Joining me today in the room, we've got David with the Alamo Drafthouse. Alamo Jan. Caleb. What's been going on? Busy week? Yes, definitely. Definitely busy week. Definitely, definitely busy week. Yeah. Yeah, very busy. <laughs> it's been all right. <laughs> it's, it's been fine. It's, yeah. Well, let's take a look at the top movies last weekend at the box office. First up, we got, surprising nobody, Shazam debuting in the top spot. The film earned $53.5 million, give or take. Uh, that places, you know, if you look relative to other recent superhero films, that puts Shazam about where Ant-Man, the original 2015 Ant-Man, it made $57.2 million. So Shazam's in that ballpark as far as where it came in on its first weekend. Um, anybody had a chance to see it here? Yeah. You've yeah. seen it? Have you had a chance to see it? Nope. You've seen it? Yep. All right. Well, spoiler free. <laughs> Let's talk a little yeah. bit about our I takes mean, on it. I don't want to ruin the movie for anyone. Yeah. Well, between uh, all the merchandise and exactly. the commercials and everything, I mean, there's not much you can yeah. spoil. <laughs> At this point, yeah, but we'll do our, our part here. Uh, I, I enjoyed it. Uh, I didn't have super high expectations. Yeah. Uh, but when I got in, like the first thirty minutes, it starts a little slow. Yeah. Uh, but once like Zachary Levi shows up and yeah, he gets to right. like take on, <laughs> he gets to As take the on the role, every time. and he, he gets to have the adult acting uh, like a child. I know there have been some comparisons to Big, right? Uh, which they threw the Easter egg in as well. Yes, which was fun. It's yeah. a nice little wink, and you know. Uh, but once he shows up. Uh, it really, really starts to take off. It, it becomes this more of a fun adventure style movie. You get to see like uh, how he adjusts to having powers, how he learns to utilize them, and it's all played for humor. Right. It's, it's a lot of fun, and always love seeing Mark Strong uh, in movies. Yeah, I always thought he would end up being like a like a different type of actor like a more dramatic right. type role but he's always great in these movies like, oh, yeah. like Kick-Ass uh-huh. uh, he was the wonderful Kingsman. as a villain Kingsman yeah. uh, wonderful as a hero yeah or, uh, or the man like, in the van yeah yeah. Uh, he helps out <laughs> yeah <laughs> second one a little too much but uh, yeah uh, love seeing him in the movie there's some stuff in the film that aren't isn't spoiled from the trailers, right? Uh, which is exciting. I know there's a lot that's given away, but uh, 
you know, towards the end of the film, they can't show everything. And there are little details that pop up that I, I really enjoyed. So I had a fun time at this movie. It's, it's a blast. Good. Kenny? That's pretty yeah, similar I, take. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, I just, I, I'm the same way. I thought the beginning was a little slow and I was like, I was a little nervous. And, but then it really started getting picked up and everything. And then I was also a little worried about the, you know, Shazam being a little goofy and being a little kid. Like, I was like, I don't know if I'm going to like this. Didn't mind it. I was like, oh, that doesn't bother me at all. Because yeah. I know there were some early things that people kind of a little mad at or whatever, right. but didn't bother me at all. I liked it. And I, I loved all the kids. You oh, know? the House of Kids. I think that's actually one of the strongest points <laughs> of the movie. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> the youngest girl is hilarious. <laughs> oh, yeah. Super, super Darlene. Funny. Yeah, like Darla or... So, yeah, Darla, Darla. Dora or... Yeah. But yeah, Dora. She's yeah. awesome. D and an A. Yeah, <laughs> she was a lot of fun and she yeah. had some great, like, solid child acting. Yeah. Sometimes that gets Sometimes you don't cringy, get that. Yeah. But she is very authentic. I thought it was fun. Yeah, there I was will, so much to love about it. I'll be the voice of soft dissension. Yeah. I don't disagree that there are good things in this movie. At f- times, it felt like I was watching two different movies. One was ge- geared towards a middle school, junior high, lower high school crowd and families of those people. Yeah. And those were the best moments in the movie. And then there were times it felt like a Warner Brothers under Jeff Johns as producer production that were a little darker, a little bit like there were some younger kids in the film, in the theater I was sitting in that there were moments where I was like, I would look back and they would, you know, be like, oh, and it wasn't like that, you know, fun. Hey, it's kind of spooky, kind of whatever. There were moments that did not tonally fit in this movie and they tended to center around our villains. I mean, the doorknob part. That and, I mean, just, you know, again, staying spoiler free, the beginning of the movie ends, you know, the first sequence, the first scene ends with a pretty graphic accident yeah we have you know and and then oh, there yeah. are moments in the in the uh the building the boardroom or whatever that were a little a little much for a, a younger crowd because the movie does it is pg-13 and yeah. so everyone should know what that means going into it but there are people bringing violence there are people bringing eight nine ten year olds to a movie like that and there were moments that were a little intense not only just that but some of those Take that away from it, and let's say you kind of roll the dice, and you kind of get that in a PG thirteen yeah. movie. Sometimes, just tonally, some things did not fit. It, it's is it adventure? Is it goofy? Is it family film? Is it fun? Is it a comedy? Is it is it, there were times where it just kind of felt like it was struggling to sew together a couple of different uh, probably well, people in suits points of views. Yeah. Uh, you know, trying to make it their movie. Did uh, they have to go back and do re- some reshoots? reshoots I don't stuff? think there were a ton of reshoots on this one. I'd say, uh, and I totally get where you're coming from, right? because there is violence in the film. Right. Uh, and some, Beyond just superhero yeah, violence. Yeah, you know what I mean? There's some just, real like, world trauma. bashing yeah. each other in yeah. the face. It's like there's some uh, scarier elements to it, but it kind of like reminds me of some of the older movies that I saw when I was younger. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of these films, like the, what is it, The Rocketeer? Uh-huh. That's kind of a kid's movie, and the very beginning scared yeah. <laughs> the crud out of me. <laughs> right. like, I was terrified of it, but I love the movie. It's so right. fun. Uh, definitely gave me nightmares. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, I don't think it's going to... Yeah. That's the difficulty of this property, I think, with Shazam, You know, him being a child who has harnessed the abilities of a superhero. Uh, he is of that nature, but everyone around him is, is not. essentially yeah. a normal person. So yeah. having this overpowered 
child in a world where the bad guys want to hurt you. Yeah. They want to take you down. Uh, it does kind of create this tonal shift. They do, but at the same time, the bad guy was more reserved, less aggressive. I'm not yeah, sure. I don't against, think against trying to yeah, really. It was. It was kill a different. Him. And I mean, and we talk about it. Other issues with it because we'll need to move into the the next the rest of the yeah. show. But <laughs> I felt like some of the child actors, some of the characters were underutilized. Um, I felt like we were supposed to have a stronger bond with some characters that got a total screen time of three minutes or less. <laughs> yeah, there are a Pedro, couple of the kids uh, among others. Yeah, he, he's the worst of the offenders. Or yeah. yeah, he got no screen time. S- yeah, there, there was. A, that, he didn't get to speak at all, really. Yeah. But then at the end, though, when. Is it a spoiler to say what happens to the kids? I, I, yeah, it is. Word. I think it, it is. is. Okay. Um, well, I, th- I think there are um, concerns. I didn't particularly have an issue with it, but there are concerns as far as Shazam is the ideal man. I think they even said at one point. And there's some, you know, and again, he's in a padded suit, so yeah. there are some real body image issues, especially with the way some of those characters relate to adult versions of the hey, perfect people. As good as Zachary Levi got in shape and bulked yeah, up, he, they he didn't could have almost to do just, that. yeah. <laughs> yeah, um, there, yeah, there are some character moments. Uh, Dr. Savannah, it was wrong from the comics. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that is not the right character. Uh, uh, I think Mark Strongwood made a great Lex Luthor. Um, I don't necessarily see him as Dr. Savannah because that's supposed to be more of the prototypical mad scientist character. I mean... Shazam was known as the Big Red Cheese. Uh, you, I couldn't see Mark Strong calling Zachary Levi the Big Red Cheese in this movie. It just he's called a lot of things. He's got a lot of things, but that not that. So it just it felt like you know it felt like yes, you need to adapt and translate the material to yeah. the screen. But it, again, there were just a few missteps that kept me from really feeling walking out of it, the theater feeling like I really enjoyed it. It was yeah. fine. There were some fun moments. Well, do you think that fine. it would have been better to maybe put like John Glover in a part of a mad scientist version of him and then had Black Adam actually be or somebody else be right. the bad guy in it? Do you I think, I think you could have still done Dr. Savannah, just done it differently. Yeah, as a yeah. more of a mad scientist type. Gotcha. There, there are a, a million different ways you could have gone. See, I'm not <laughs> super tied to the, right. the source material. Yeah. So I didn't know that. I thought... Uh, Mark Strong's character is, you know, pr- pretty informed for what he experiences at the beginning of the right. film. Yep. Uh, obsessive. Uh, it's if it's not the character that it really is in the comics. <laughs> yeah. uh, I I didn't know, right. but I did hear some people kind of uh, take umbrage with certain elements of the translation of the material. Right. Uh, which I've explained away the things that they've said in my head at least. So I'm <laughs> right. fine. Yeah. Uh, but uh, like Billy Batson being nice or right. like He's honorable, more naive and more. Yeah. Yeah. Honorable uh, is a good word. I definitely think. You know, with magic or whatever, it could be explained away that yeah, you know, that guy's kind of end of his rope type situation. But uh, yeah, I I had a lot of fun in the movie, and yeah. I with DC movies sometimes that's Lacking. that's a hard thing to have. <laughs> yep. uh, but I I'm happy that they decided to do something a little different, a little smaller. Uh, and I had enough fun where I didn't regret my time. It was yeah. you know, I, you don't really get sillyish superhero movies as much anymore. Uh, so it was refreshing. I I had fun. Good. I'll say one last thing about it, and that's more to do with the Alamo. Come see this movie at the Alamo because the stuff <laughs> that stuff goes beforehand. on before <laughs> yeah, it, you get to see the, the old itself. Shazam <laughs> thing. You get to see a lot of stuff. It is 
awesome. Get here early so you can see all of it because it's all entertaining. Absolutely. I loved it. I was very happy with the uh, Captain Marvel pre-show that we did as yeah. well. Yeah, where it, it compares. It, it helped me yeah. out a lot because I didn't. I don't. I don't understand some of the more extended properties right. from these two companies. So yeah. Uh, yeah, it's nice Marvel to get a little backstory. Was really good. Well I done. love that somebody's job is to. Compile thirty everything into thirty minutes and still make it make sense. Where you're like, okay, I'm caught up. I'm ready to watch this movie. Yeah, That's doesn't blows my mind every time. <laughs> Tells you just yeah. the right things you need to know. Yeah, in, in everything that I've seen here so far, it's been I love them. Absolutely. Number two, debuting at number two this past weekend, making twenty four and a half million. I think I said twenty five. I think we were I most right of, around there. I think most of us were in the twenty five yeah. range. I except me, I was close. What did you say again? Did 15? you say fifteen? Yeah, okay. <laughs> I, and I'm okay with that. Debuting at number two, making twenty four and a half million dollars is Pet Cemetery, another film that's been divisive. Um, if you hear conversations and, and whatnot, uh, a lot of folks, uh, very similar to Shazam, a lot of folks like it, and there are some people that have some very uh, real issues with some the way the material is translated and some of the different things. Is the same conversation we just had with Shazam. Um, it's interesting to note that Pet Cemetery is the second largest opening for a Stephen King adaptation. At twenty four and a half million, the largest, of course, was twenty seventeen's It, which earned one hundred twenty three and a half million. So bit there's a, a gap, big bit of a gap between yeah. number one and number two on that. But uh, I, th- I think that's just based on it. it. Really resonated with a lot of younger people. Oh yeah, uh, the 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 TV like two part thing. Yeah, with uh, yeah, the television two part movie mini movie. Uh, what well, I guess it'd be a bigger movie. Uh, was something that really scared me as a child. So revisiting it as an adult, there was that tie. Whereas Pet Cemetery, the original, I absolutely <laughs> love. Yeah, it's very very cheesy. From like yeah, whenever I just watched it again not too long ago. <laughs> yeah, like, it's, it's it making the rounds on TV yeah. because you know the yeah. remakes out. But it's uh, I, I I absolutely adore the original, and I got to see the new one, and uh, there are a lot of differences. Yeah. Um, Please, if you haven't watched trailers for Pet Cemetery, don't. Please don't. Yeah. Because you will have such a great time with certain elements that are changed. Right. Now, I avoided the specific trailer. The one that shows up you until the, a yeah. week before it came out. And when I saw it, my heart just sank. Yeah. Uh, because it does. It would be better not to have known it that. It would going have been in. really fun not to know because they do toss in some surprises. I understand and, the directors uh, were not too happy that the marketing department decided I to they spoil were <laughs> some uh, of the secrets. But it's. It's not the same type of movie in that the first one's very, very campy, and this one's played seriously. Right. And uh, the acting's great. I thought the casting was spot on. Uh, The the gentleman who plays the lead, what's his name? Jason Clark. Yeah, yeah, Jason, yeah. he's in everything now. Yeah. Uh, but he never really like, he's, lands he's kinda, for me. He's kind of like, yeah, he's kind of like drapes. He's yeah. Like, they're he's in the room, like Lucas but they never... for me. Yeah, he, he's a little bland, but always serviceable. Like, right. I've never thought, man, it's Terminator 5, I think. I thought, oh, man, this is not good. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but he's always really solid. Like, Chappaquiddick, he had a great yeah. performance. I was waiting for you to say Chappaquiddick. Chappaquiddick. <laughs> Just fun to say. It is very fun <laughs> to say. Not fun to think about. Or experience. No. Uh, <laughs> you got to do it with the action. Though, because you know we are the the Boston East. accent. Um, How did John Lithgow? Because having not seen it, did John Lithgow sell out to the main accent or did he, he no. not? No, no, which well, that's sad. 
I think it's good because really? I'm really tied to the, oh, you shouldn't go down there. <laughs> yeah, I kind of <laughs> love that. That whole voice. Yeah. <laughs> uh, John Lithgow, it's, no since it's Fred played Gwen. seriously. He decided uh, not to take it that direction. Yeah, and he's great in it. Right. Like, it's very authentic. Uh, you know, there's some guilt associated with the character yeah. in the original. Uh, and I don't know who that actor was. Fred Gwynn. Yeah. Fred Gwynn? I'll just keep yeah. Gwynn. Herman Munster. Fred Gwynn. Yeah. Is Herman Munster? It he is Herman Munster. Oh, was he, was he I wish. Sometimes I wish we had a camera. <laughs> oh my here. gosh! <laughs> like as great as the voice was, the face in was my even head. better. Because he was just, also like, the judge in uh, My Cousin Vinny, right? Yeah. Nobody's talking about Car Fifty Four. Where are you? Just oh, I know. That was, nobody's <laughs> talking about it. That's, your that's way left be. field for me. It should be. Nobody uh, listening to the show is talking about this. His performance in the original Pet Cemetery is so iconic. It's like it's been parodied. Uh, and it's just, it's so cool. It's really campy and fun. Uh, but this one, John Lithgow's playing it pretty serious, and uh, I mean, he's a very talented actor. Like I was along for the ride the whole way through. But please, like I said, if you, you're a fan of Stephen King or you like scary movies, just avoid the trailers at all costs, and you're going to have a great time because I can just picture how off guard I would have been caught. Oh, yeah. Uh, but wait, yeah. wait, no, that's not right. It's a, yeah. it's a good movie. Like structurally, it's really well made, uh, and I like that. I like that they're going back and revisiting all these Stephen King properties because I don't think they got their fair shake the first time around. Because you know they're just kind of <laughs> plopping them out like on <laughs> television because everyone was coked up in the eighties, yeah. <laughs> including Stephen King, especially Stephen King. <laughs> Man, Maximum, Maximum Overdrive, Overdrive is going to be a great remake. Yeah, exactly. I cannot wait. We need a Maximum Overdrive screen. Yeah, uh, that, that just reminds me. I need to check on that. Maximum yeah, Overdrive? Yeah, I was, yeah, yeah that's I would be all book. over that movie. I love it. It's okay, that's your next so Jesus out of me <laughs> when that. I was a child. Yeah. Yep. Uh, but yeah, uh, our new releases this week were pretty strong. Yeah. Uh, of course, Shazam, he's a superhero, so he's stronger. Makes oh. sense. And then everything else just slid <laughs> down a spot. Dumbo slid from number one to number three, made another 18 and a quarter million. There is concern that this will be the first of Disney's live action remakes that will not earn back its budget slash make a profit. I can see that. Uh, we'll see what happens when Aladdin hits. <laughs> it may not be the only one. I'm coming around to Aladdin. Just so you know. Are you? Yes. Well, good. That'll make one of us that sees it. I have <laughs> had to watch the trailer a couple times now, and I'm still like, nope. Have yeah. you seen the newer trailers? Yeah. yeah. I feel like they've some of the pivots they've made in the trailers, the advertising, it's starting to come across. I think they had like to. A I think Beauty they were kind of Beast. in panic mode a little It's like bit. Beauty and the Beast, like that remake, So yeah. it's which I didn't love, but uh, it looks entertaining the enough. The music sounds spot on the same. Yeah. yeah. No, I think you're going to hit all the things you need yeah. to hit on it, but it's just not for not me. Not for us. Yeah. yeah. Speaking of us, us slid from number two to number four, made another $13.75 million. Go Jordan P. Like Pretty much you. its budget in this, uh, that third <laughs> week or whatever. And then, of course, Captain Marvel slides to number five, earns another $12.5 million. Top five earning much more this last weekend at the box office than yeah, the weeks prior. So. That's right. Captain Marvel's been doing okay money-wise. Yeah. <laughs> Broke dollars. over a billion. Yeah. yeah so. <laughs> Yeah. It'll be all right. Yeah. I can't keep saying good for them every time a Marvel movie makes a billion dollars. <laughs> yeah. yeah, because you'll run out of good yeah. for them. So you got to have some good feeling about this franchise. Good. Yeah, I think somebody knows what they're doing here. Good for the rich getting richer. I mean, yeah. I'm not sure about the next one, but I think it could make a little money. <laughs> it might. Can you hedge your bets? Save your money? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> nah, 15 million times. <laughs> <laughs> Warner Brothers is hurrying to move forward with the Shazam sequel. Uh, writer Henry Gayton has officially been brought back to work on the script for the sequel. 
producer Peter Safran and director David F. Sandberg are expected to officially announce they will be returning in the coming days, if they haven't already. I haven't checked it in the last half hour, but um, odds are they will all be back, which is good. Bring back the team that got it right the first time. Apparently got it right for most people. (laughs) According to a social media post, I put this in here just for you, Jen. I know. Dwayne The Rock Johnson, because we have to get him in at least once every episode. And I say at least (laughs) once because we may come back around to The Rock. Uh, He says that the Black Adam film, which is set in DC's Shazam universe, should begin shooting in about a year. The Rock's been attached to the property for about 10 years now, a decade in development hell. (laughs) Man, put it off another year. Let me not. I don't know. I guess it'll probably coincide with the next Shazam. Uh, From what I understand, they wanted to do a Shazam movie first, which makes makes sense. sense. And then it sounds like they are going to probably do a Shazam 2 that brings the character. It kind of introduces the character, and then they have their Shazam versus Black Adam moment later on down the road. Uh, It's been reported that Idris Elba, who would be taking over the role of Deadshot from Will Smith in James Gunn's Suicide Squad reboot for Warner Brothers, Uh, apparently that's only partially correct. Elba will be in the film, but it will be a different character. Uh, Apparently they want to further the distance between the original and the reboot even more, so they decide, you know what, we don't have to. We've we've already got him signed. We've already got him attached. He kind of knows the size of the role and the scope of the role. Let's just give him a different character and, and make that further delineation between the two films. I think it makes sense. It's smart. According to Deadline, this one, I imagine there will be uh, some words here for this. According to Deadline, Will Ferrell and Adam McKay are winding down their creative partnership of 13 years. Their Paramount-based Sanchez production companies uh, will reportedly be wrapping up the projects they're currently working on, and then those will dissolve. Farrell and McKay will be going their separate ways for their future creative endeavors. Um, Adam McKay seemed to do okay without Will Farrell last holiday season. Will Farrell did not seem to do so well. Right. Yeah. Um, so this news kind of bums me out a little bit. Uh, although this was amicable. It's not right. Like no, it's not like they had a blow yeah. up. It's just been like I think Adam McKay realized that if I unhitch from this wagon from this horse. I can do more things. I think he's just going in a different direction yeah. with his career. They're both growing as people. Uh, I'll say... <laughs> They're growing apart instead of growing together. The the level of Adam McKay's involvement, because they met at SNL. Right. Uh, he was a writer on SNL, and they kind of teamed up while they were there. And uh, I think that turned into like this beautiful partnership that put out a ton of really funny, good entertaining movies uh after was it the big short was the first like serious adam mckay film and you can kind of get like tastes of it with the other guys especially like the credit scene where it shows like the breakdown that his head's starting to move in a different direction uh but adam mckay being involved with the will ferrell productions uh in that limited sense the just as a producer uh I feel like he was hardly involved at all. Yeah. You can kind of tell from the writing and the directing. Uh, Daddy's Home 1 and 2 are kind of guilty pleasure movies for me, whereas like I just straight up like Anchorman. I just right. straight up like Caldega <laughs> Nights. They're yes. funny. Uh, and Step Brothers, my favorite. Um, but I think with that, like Adam McKay produced the Holmes and Watson film, yeah. which... I still haven't seen, but I didn't hear a lot of good things. 
Um, I saw it. Uh, it was the worst movie I saw last year. <laughs> okay, carry uh, on. Yeah, <laughs> I think uh, Adam McKay's limited involvement really, really put a decline on the quality of these comedies. And sometimes it's that a comedic actor has like a finite amount of time where they can kind of ring dry their persona. And I don't know if that's it. But I've still seen entertaining performances from Will Ferrell in the last like three, four years. So yeah. I, I, I wish, I wish that Adam McKay would direct one last comedy because his last two, like Step Brothers and other guys that he directed, I think are the best that the two of them produced. Like his his writing definitely started to tighten up and create these really fun, hilarious stories that more so with the other guys that are kind of sending up issues with our current like political system right. or banking system. Uh, it, it makes me wonder how much he contributed to the zany funny and how much he was a structure. reining it back in force on yeah. some of these things. I think he had an ability to kind of harness uh, the energy of Will Ferrell, especially the improv- improvisational elements of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you see like some of the more modern Will Ferrell movies that Adam McKay's not behind the camera... Uh, so, you know, a lot of times Adam McKay would shout things out to say right. and have Will Ferrell say it and Will Ferrell would deliver it. Uh, Will Ferrell came up with his own stuff. John C. Riley came up with his own stuff. But Adam McKay contributed. He yeah. would toss out lines, and some of those were the ones you saw in the movie that were really funny. He's a great writer. Uh, his structure's tremendous. I personally think Vice was a misstep, but I know a lot of people loved it. Yep. So I hope they come back around. I do typically enjoy a movie with that... Uh, Sanchez Productions thing on the front of it, and it, I'm bummed that I'm not going to see that anymore. But uh, I think it's healthy, and you know it's not working right now at the level that it's at, where he's very, very like get the bare minimum amount of attachment to it. So hopefully this will kind of start push steering Will Ferrell into a different direction. I've seen some of the shows that he's got like coming up, and yeah. they seem different, yep. which I'm excited for. One of the good things to come out of the Disney buyout of Fox, because there is some good to go with the not-so-good, is it appears that Disney is not so keen to greenlight uh, Die Hard 6. Oh, so that's Do you know what surprised me about that? That somebody's trying to greenlight Die Hard 6? It took me a minute to... Are they really at 6? They are at 6. And Yeah, I had to go double-check that because it didn't even seem... That's how much I wrote off 3, 4, and 5. Yeah. Yeah. That was oh, yeah. Like three, two through five. I barely remember. Three. I think three was fun. It? That's the one with Sam Jackson, where it's got the president high schools. Yeah. yeah. Uh, where they're trying to figure out what school's got the bomb in it. Okay, I didn't yeah, see that. That one. was a good, a good one. one. <laughs> it's fun. It's be- definitely yeah. better than two. I thought Die Harder was pretty weak. Maybe yeah. that's why. Because uh, I just. Once I you saw hit two, two, and I was like, "What? Don't do that." Yeah, five's no picnic either. Five, was back five in the days I where the you worst. thought yeah. sequels were going to be amazing. Every time <laughs> yeah. you remember those, uh, the eighties, yeah, the good times. Pepperidge Farm remembers. <laughs> <laughs> I I do miss. So with Die Hard one, I'd say one, three, and actually four. I really like four. Is sort of the Fast and Furious five, six, seven, eight type right. of Die Hard movie where it's like, okay, let's make him invincible. But it's campy enough and weird enough and over the top enough, and it knows what's going. Like when a character says, "You just, uh, you just crashed that car into that helicopter." That's a line Justin Long delivers in the fourth right. one. You realize you're in for this is dumb. Yeah. We're having a dumb time. Uh, the fifth one is just such an ugly looking movie, and it's got that shaky cam element to it. 
and they're not having fun. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's hard to watch. I would be fine with the six if they took a step back or tried to ground it in realism a little bit again, but I take it or leave it is sort of my perspective on it, and I would definitely look at the critic response <laughs> before I went. There's no, because that last one really, really, I thought was bad. I was in the theater with one friend, uh, and there was no one else, and we talked all the way through the movie. Apparently, at this point, Disney is leaving it, so that's good. On the topic of sixth entries in a film franchise, producer uh, Lorenzo de Bonaventura stated that director Michael Bay will not return for a sixth Transformers film. Um, I don't know how much of that is Bay-driven and how much of that is, ooh, we found something that works better. Yeah. Uh, Bay worked on the series from the first installment in 2007 through Transformers The Last Night, which was released in 2017. So if you add in pre-production time, he was on this probably for a good 12 years or so or more. So I can understand wanting to take a step back. I can understand a studio saying, ooh, here's something shiny over here. (laughs) It's money. Let's go chase it. I'm happy. Like Michael Bay gets a lot of crap about the type of movies that he makes. And I think what really did him in was how long he was attached to Transformers because he... I consider him a low-budget James Cameron. Right. Like, you know how James Cameron makes these sort of, like, over-the-top, big movies, stories not super important to him, writing's not super important, but there is a watchability and some fun that you're having. And there are a few Michael Bay movies that, like, Armageddon is crapped all over. Yeah. I have a blast every time <laughs> I watch it. It's so dumb and over-the-top. Yeah, I love that movie. Uh, it's a fun... I like it. I really like it. Uh, and I think Pain and Gain, I even had fun during. <laughs> like, it's a stupid, <laughs> stupid movie. Yes, it is. But he's having fun. Uh, so I... And The Island. Those, those would be my top three. Uh, but I'm glad he's stepping away from this property. I think he's wrung himself dry on this. Uh, I'd like to see him make another Pain and Gain-style comedy. Uh, because I do think he does have a little bit of a, an idea of how humor works. Yeah. Uh, but Transformers just not just, in a Transformers film. Yeah, it, a lot of that comedy <laughs> fell pretty flat. Yeah, it's really kind of cringy almost. Yeah. And with Bumblebee's success, at least critically, yeah. I know it wasn't the highest grossing Transformers movie, right. but uh, I think it's a good way for them to resurrect the property. And you know, if you have something that everyone loves, like Transformers, like that's a big thing for a lot of people. Yep. Uh, and you give it a good script. It's well directed and well acted. They'll start making money again. Yeah, like it doesn't absolutely. matter what number you get on. Eventually, like if it's put together properly and there's enough care paid to the property, uh, I'm excited to see what happens with it. And I hope Michael Bay does some different stuff. I have a feeling he'll land on his feet. Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> work is being wrapped up on a pair of upcoming films. Godzilla vs Kong has wrapped production in Australia. It's funny we don't even have Godzilla King of the Monsters I was yet. Just that. This one's in the can, hey, ready for post production. I'm work. happy with that. Yeah, well, I think they were committed one way or the other. <laughs> and uh, the Jumanji sequel, starring The Rock. Yeah, oh my gosh, uh, <laughs> has wrapped like filming five in Atlanta. Seconds since we talked about last. <laughs> New in theaters this week. You've got a slew of them here. After. Um, not sure who's going to yep. see that one, but it's a, it's That's out a this movie. week. Probably um, a younger teen movie. Yeah, it is. Um, I think the younger teens will probably flock to a different one, though, if they can get into it. We'll see what happens. Uh, Little looks fun. It's the inverse of Shazam. <laughs> it's, I, it's the opposite of Big. It's, I'm excited for it. It looks fun. I, I'll probably be watching that tomorrow. Missing Link, another the latest Leica film. Um, this one just doesn't look 
good. I mean, I know those, they always look. They always do well. Early reviews, extremely positive. Yeah, and, and yeah, I know they always. Great I did, studio. I, I wasn't sold on Kubo and the Two Strings either, at, based on the trailers. But it was a good film, just, wasn't it? Like just the artistry that goes into these movies that they make. Yeah, uh, I think it'll do fine. It just yeah. doesn't look appealing. I don't know the what look of it's different. I'm curious know. what their budget is on these movies because I, I know, like, with I, the Ardman or the Ardman ones with uh, the, like Wallace and Gromit. Huh? I know they're pretty low budget as yeah. well. It's sort of similar, although like Leica takes a little more time right. to really put them together. I'd love for stop motion to kind of take off well, a I little think bit. Leica puts more focus. Leica feels more like Pixar story. Yes, Artman uh, feels more. Yeah, we're just having fun. We'll just kind of, you know. Kubo is a very emotional movie. Oh, yeah. It's a lot about loss and. But looking uh, at the trailers, week, it didn't look. I, yeah, I, yeah. I wasn't sold on Kubo. I'm not sold on Missing Link based off the trailers, but I'm sure knowing just the pedigree of the studio and the folks involved, yeah. I'm sure it'll do very well. I'm excited. We're doing a, a fun little event with that. Yes, you are. We'll out. get to that. <laughs> and <laughs> opening this week, the one that will probably make all the money is Hellboy, what, what? with David Harbour taking over the role from Ron Perlman. Guys, having a moment. Fifteen million. Million. <laughs> I'll bet it makes that, yes. Yeah. I bet the three before it make that. Yeah. <laughs> this will probably make in the 40s, I bet. Yeah, We'll see when we come back next week. This week's special programming at the Alamo Draft House. I know there's a lot going on. We're going to talk about some of it. Some of these are sold out, and I tried to catch the ones that were sold out. If there's another one that is sold out, let me know, and I'll you nailed we'll, it. We'll hit it. Uh, first up, Thursday night, 6.40 p.m., Tommy Boy. That's a That's fun right. film. That's yeah. a fun film. Who I prefer Kyle Hambrick. Chris Farley. Like this is this is the Chris Farley movie. Yeah, yeah. pretty much. It is the one you remember. Uh, then on a Saturday, our friends from VisionCon are going to be here uh, <laughs> for the Hellboy premiere party. That's they'll be here around. Well, actually, I think I talked to Adam. They'll be here by ten. But yeah. at eleven o'clock, the eleven fifteen screening. So be sure to come check that out. If you're looking to catch Hellboy and you don't have to see it on opening night, come out on Saturday because. Uh, you'll want to catch the VisionCon folks here as well and talk well, they to them were about fun. what they have coming They up. were here when we saw, uh, uh, came and saw Shazam. Yeah. And I love the uh, oh, the Ace Ventura. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was like, yeah. oh, wasn't expecting that. <laughs> no, that's yeah. not what you expected to walk into. <laughs> Legally Blonde is the Let There Be Brunch screening on Sunday at 11.40 a.m. There's a lot going on on Sunday. The Missing Link Family Party is on Sunday, which I know you were alluding to. Yeah. What all you guys have going on for that? Because if you haven't been to one of these family parties, it's it's more than just coming and watching a movie. Yeah. So with our family parties, it's just an opportunity. Because, you know, the way that we structure our movies with the Alamo, it, some people think it's not kid-friendly uh, because we try to minimize the distractions. We right. want to keep the quiet. But we have... Our Alamo for All screenings, where it's uh, we kind of relax a little bit about, it, bit about it. But with our family parties, this is a lot of fun. Uh, we give parents and kids an opportunity to come out together. Uh, every time we do a family party, we have like arts and crafts and games that we can set up. Uh, we'll give a couple things away. With Missing Link, uh, Leica Studios was nice enough to send us like some some prize packages. So oh, wow. Which are really cool. They are yeah, I mean, really cool. cool. Like, uh, yeah, they send you I was the, really the, taken like aback. Extra faces. Yeah. From, yeah, yeah. <laughs> T-shirts. Here's a bag of nice. eyes that we yeah. printed. Nice. So I'm really, really excited about this. Uh, we're going to have like some photo opportunities. So definitely, if you get the chance... Uh, we're only doing one this week right. just because this one's a smaller movie yep. um, and we really hope 
but you come out, get a chance to have a lot of fun, bring the kids. It's very engaging, and you can show up 45 minutes early because we do this all before the movie starts. Uh, we'll have a pre-show going on in the back, but the volume's really low, so you can like have fun with your children. And the, the lights don't come all the way down, so it's still like right. a sensory... Uh, friendly. friendly, sensory friendly. So, uh, definitely, if you ever get a chance uh, to come out to one of our family parties, bring the kids. It's it's a treat. This sounds like a lot of fun. Yeah, six o'clock on Sunday. Tell me a little about this because I have no idea what this is. Dragged across concrete. Oh, David can tell you about can it. Can you tell me? I'm about the person it? who watched it already. Okay. And I'm, yeah, I'm not going to give any spoilers. <laughs> okay, good. Uh, I'm not going to so, watch it because you watched it. Yes. <laughs> uh, so this is a difficult movie. Okay. Uh, I don't know if anyone here is uh, familiar with the other work of this director. His name's S. Craig Zoller. Uh, he made a couple movies called Bone Tomahawk, which I adore, and uh, Brawl and Cell Block 99, which I adore. <laughs> He's right. a, a pulpy exploitation type movie okay. maker. He makes in the modern era. It's think like a low budget Quentin Tarantino that's probably not trying to get into that upper echelon. Right, trying try uh, not to be Yeah, he's filmed. messing around with yeah. like these things that are very specific to small audiences. Right. Uh, but if you like those types of movies, like old exploitation, gr- grindy movies that are pretty brutal, yeah. uh, I think his movies have been considered like right-wing. I don't agree with that. There's no real politics behind these. It's just some mean fun. Yeah. Uh, and Dragged Across Concrete, it's a little long. It's about two hours and 45 minutes. Um, it's 159 minutes. 159 minutes. You want to put it in minutes. <laughs> uh, so it's a long one. Roundabout. But it's got uh, Mel Gibson, Vince Vaughn, Jennifer Carpenter, and I, I would just like to warn anyone who goes see it, it's difficult. Meaning it's... Here. There's, yeah, trigger warning is in full effect. I was, I'm not the type of person to get triggered, but there is a moment that made me go, that was very mean-spirited of this director to do this. Uh, But having said that, I've talked about this movie almost every day since I saw it. Uh, So it has an impact. It has a punch, and if you like going to movies that affect you, like... There are a couple movies that have come out that are called feel bad movies, right. where they do have they they bring something out of you. They get an emotional response, and it's just not an emotion that you love experiencing. Uh, but this is it has it, it sticks to you. it sticks to your ribs. It's it's <laughs> not going to kind of go in one ear and out the other. You're gonna have it's going to have an effect. So if you want, if you like darker, smaller movies. Uh, like exploitation style movies in a modern era with great cinematography, bizarre storytelling and writing. Uh, this one should be right up your alley. It's very niche. Very good. Sunday night's oh. also the nice. kickoff nice uh, of the Clue movie party series. Although Sunday night is sold out already, you can come out on Monday at six twenty, Tuesday at six forty, or Wednesday. And we usually cut off at Wednesday, but we'll also mention that next Thursday as well at seven o'clock. Plenty of opportunities to catch Clue on the big screen. I know the Clue movie parties are among the favorites with some of our our usuals. Uh, Great here props the for this. Yeah. Amazing props. They, they've really gone next level, like comparatively from when we've shown up previously. Very excited. Lead yes. pipes and wrenches and well, not lead. Did, <laughs> we have a, yeah, foam. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> foam weapons. Yeah, we yeah, have foam but they're weapons, really cool. Uh, flashlights. <laughs> we got really nice flashlights these, this time around. Uh, and then we have uh, cap guns. 
So when the singing telegram comes, you can shoot her. You can take her out. Very good. <laughs> also sold out uh, on Tuesday night is the Monty Python and the Holy Grail movie party. That's no surprise. Point. Yeah, no surprise that <laughs> yep. sold out. A lot of coconuts with that one. Would I have loved so to add every more, coconut but those in coconuts. Southwest Missouri has been purchased. Yep. Coconut Kings all out. Yep. And on Wednesday night, walk the line at six forty p.m. A very very well made music biopic. Yeah. Definitely. Uh, and we'll leave it at better that. Thing that <laughs> better than anything that came out in the last we'll six leave it months. At that. Almost, <laughs> almost as good as Walk Hard. I yeah, love exactly. Walk Hard. <laughs> which be a double feature. is coming yeah. up. Coming yeah. next. We're, do that we're next. showing oh, that oh, next. Oh, you can't show one without the other. Uh, exactly. uh, plus all that, plus the Tuesday night trivias here at the back lot. Get your tickets early. As we mentioned, these special screenings often sell out. Some of them already have, as we discussed. You can get your tickets in the Alamo Drafthouse app on your mobile device, or you can get them online at drafthouse.com slash Springfield. You can get them in person. Just don't wait till the day of the show to try to get them, because odds are you're going to... Do not, because (laughs) I almost didn't get to see Suzanne because of that, because we decided to just walk up, and that was tight. (laughs) Yeah, if if you get the opportunity to purchase in advance, as you do with the Alamo Drafthouse, you want to get them in advance. Don't wait till the last minute. You can find all of these events and more on Facebook. Just search for Alamo Springmo. I was wondering if there was going to be a fight. I almost did it. I looked over and I, I was like, like, is he? And then he I didn't. I like bring the mic closer to my face and then I just, just held it there. <laughs> Look for Alamo Springmo and go to the events page. We've got some listener comments this week. Our friends Tom and Lacey with Do You Nerd on YouTube said, Welcome back. That's right. This is our second show back after our brief hiatus. Floored by so many polarizing movies here. Well, we just threw a couple more out there this week. (laughs) (laughs) Though we have to say we are so in love with the lobster fondue. It's quite good. I just had it yesterday. (gasps) I did too. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Again with the camera. I know. (laughs) I know we work at the Alamo, but it's delicious. It's got lobster on it. It's very good. Cheesy lobster. It's real lobster. And the bread. It's not that imitation lobster. Not out of a can or nothing. Nope. Straight out of the ocean. So I gotta ask you guys, you guys had the fondue, you didn't die or nothing, right? Uh uh-uh. uh. No, didn't catch any crazy diseases? Yeah, no. Nope. No, feel okay, sick. well, because you didn't share the fondue with anybody. I right? already had a brain exactly. parasite. <laughs> I did, I shared it with my mom, and she's fine too. Yeah. There you go. Fondue's awesome. <laughs> yep. It's the best. <laughs> I, I wish we could do a whole show on fondue. Uh, well, we have one. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I have a fondue pot. If you go back to the archives. I wasn't there. <laughs> Uh, very I much on board. Support. <laughs> very say. much on board with less origin stories. Although I have to say, I'm not overly keen on making the Joker a sympathetic villain. Yeah, I don't know. We'll I think see how get that plays less sympathetic out. after yeah. he does some horrible things. I'm gonna on that movie. Personally, I am, I like him as an unpredictable agent of chaos, and I think he works better without not knowing his story. I tend to agree, but that doesn't mean that we won't get that. And we this. haven't seen the whole movie yeah, yet. Yeah, we so. may get there. Uh, the Dead Don't Die. Oh, man, looks like another fantastic guilty pleasure film. Absolutely. Love The Jerk. How could you not? We all love The Jerk. <laughs> and I cannot believe it's been 15 years for Mean Girls. Ouch. Clue Movie parties easily one of the best movie parties ever. We tend to agree, so make sure you get your tickets Definitely. for those. And they've got their in-game tickets. So that's smart. That's good. Smart. Again, get Gosh. your tickets early because... Are there tickets left for the first? I haven't even tried weekend? to get tickets. <laughs> yeah, all here. I'm guessing not, but no. We're, but we are uh, always adding more shows. Right. So basically, the whole yeah, yeah. You this never ridiculous know amount of movies that we're adding for this. Exactly. Um, screenings. I mean, yep. 
Well, give us your thoughts on anything we've talked about. What are you going to see at the weekend? Let us know your thoughts on what you go out and watch. If you catch Hellboy or Little or any of the other films, uh, Missing Link or After, if you catch those this week, let us know your thoughts. You can hit us up on social media. Look for PGTC Podcast on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. You can email us your suggestions and your comments at popgoestheemail at gmail.com, or you can call and leave a recorded message on the hotline at 417-986-7842. We would love to include your recorded comments in an upcoming episode. Links to all that and more on our website at popgoestheculture.com. And be sure to follow the Alamo Draft House online on social media. Just search for who wants it. Search for what? At Alamo Spring Mo. Alamo Spring Mo <laughs> <laughs> on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Tumblr. I don't know wherever else you can find Pinterest. stuff. Pinterest. Is there a Pinterest board? LinkedIn. <laughs> no. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised. David's going to create Google. <laughs> you, you can Google, <laughs> Google. Alamo Spring Mo. Uh, you can download the Alamo Draft House app. Just for Ask search for geez. Alamo Draft House in your device's app store. Or you can visit the Alamo Draft House online at drafthouse.com slash Springfield or just walk up and say hi. That's all I've got. Anybody got anything else for this week's show? Oh, uh, oh go uh, ahead. Uh, uh, I think we oped at the same time, and I will concede my ope. Oh, well, yours is probably better. Uh, I just Every time I come here to see a movie, I try something different. Yeah. You know? And uh, so I'm kind of a pizza snob. So I was like, I've <laughs> yes, been kind of hesitant, <laughs> and I kind of I was hesitant to try the pizza here, but yeah. I was like, you know what? The kids were like, come on, Dad, let's do it. And I was like, all right, fine. We tried it. I enjoyed it. It oh, was yeah. very good. It was I I never expect a lot because I've been disappointed by a lot of things, and especially not being a pizzeria who specializes in and all searches right. the ingredients and blah 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 this and that. Loved it. What'd I mean, you get? What'd you get? Uh, we, I always start off with the pepperoni because yeah. if you can't do a pepperoni pizza right, then I've yeah, got no, I don't need anything else. Bare bones, back to the basics. Yep. It's, I love pepperoni pizza. My and it's delicious, the little cracker crust, and just, mm-hmm. oh, it was good. Right so on. I just wanted to say that. I did, if you yeah. haven't tried the pizza from Alamo, you need to try it. I like it, too. I'm not a pizza snob, but I am... Uh, I am weird about crust. I love yeah. it, and I want to love it. So when it's not good, I get really upset. And I didn't expect to like this. I'm not gonna lie. And then I did. Yep. And I, like every one I've tried, I've liked. Do you think they have like pizza sommeliers? <laughs> they should because they have like wine ones and beer they ones. Should. They should start. Well, I could be one in a heartbeat. Yeah. I'd be a chicken wing sommelier. That's I've what I'd want to be. Be a donut. <laughs> yeah, you would be a donut sommelier. In fact, <laughs> I am. I don't care if there's a Tell us what sommelier you would be. Uh, <laughs> call on the hotline. Yeah, yes, please. Let let us know. I'd be a bean dip sommelier. Uh, <laughs> I, w- I just wanted to mention one more thing about uh, Hellboy that's uh-huh. coming out this. Uh, I saw I saw online something along the lines that uh, in Australia, it got like their their version of an NC-17. Oh. Uh, like it's an 18 plus. I know it's a hard R, yeah. Yeah, like it's an 18, uh, I think they call it an 18 plus. So I'm so curious that what <laughs> could put it over the top like that. I know. In Australia. Yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly. <laughs> yeah, they're, like they're, they're vulgar. <laughs> they're very vulgar. They're very vocal. Uh, but I'm, I'm, I'm so excited to see. Uh, there are a few movies this weekend that I am going to watch. So I have a busy weekend of sitting on my butt. And what are I you can't watching? wait. I want to watch Little. I want to watch uh, Hellboy. And I'm going to watch Missing Link. Yeah. All right. Let's see all three of them. Right. I'll, uh, I'll be here Saturday with the yeah, VisionCon folks. So, uh, yeah, come on out and see us this weekend. And we'll have yeah. a good time on Saturday. Wave. Yeah. Don't Wave, say confront hi. Us. Say you listen to the show, both of you. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> <laughs> I disagree with what you said. Yeah, Tom and Lacey, let us know. <laughs> yeah, I fold exactly. under pressure if you. 
All right. Well, that's going to wrap us up for this week. I have been Joey Mills with ComingSoon.net. David Mann with the Alamo Draft House. Alamo June. And Caleb. Talk to you guys later. Come check out a movie at the Alamo this weekend. See ya. Bye. This show has been brought to you by the Pop Goes the Culture Podcast Network. Find links to all of our podcasts and more at popgoestheculture.com.